rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. What's up? Hi, my name is Tara Devlin. Yo, thank you for hanging out. <clears throat> All of a sudden I'm choking on myself. We meet here usually every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we're rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, please give the show a good review on iTunes and keep coming back. It works if you work it, so work it, you're worth it. Something's up with my audio. What the hell? Wait, is that better? Hello? Hello? One, two, three, one, two, three. All right, I should have done that earlier. Okay, that's better. That sounds better. In my headphones, at least, it sounds better. Uh, yeah, it's a one-man band over here. Guys, all right, we got people heading into the chat room already. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Eve. If you are on any other channel, join us on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash c for channel slash rdt daily media and hang out with the cool kids that's it's just because um i will be reading or and interacting with the youtube chat more than any other chat because it's hard to keep track of all the different places at the same time so yeah and yeah you know it sucks that here's the thing we we are completely listener supported so if you believe as i believe that we will will not win without a liberal media and we're not talking about msnbc all right that is not the liberal media this is the liberal media you're looking at it i hear you i know there are cats walking around in the background it is what it is as trump would say <laughs> So, if you believe in a liberal media, please go and uh, become a patron, if you're capable of being a patron. I mean, everybody, I understand. this. We're living in the next, well, it's the third Republican Great Depression in a hundred years. Every time they get their greedy, disgusting, uh, kiss-up, kick-down, victimized, filthy, never-ending, bottomless pit of narcissism, selfishness, and greed. Fingers, inadequate fingers too, stubby, stubby and kind of sad fingers around the neck of power. They destroy whatever they touch. But that's, it's, it is because they suck, yes. But they, they're not, it's not because they aren't trying to destroy the economy. See, for them, it's working fine. It may, they might have to pretend that they're working for the American people, but it's all, this is all by design. They know what they're doing. They get it. The whole point and the reason they get out of bed in the morning is to make the rich richer. That's it. And they, own, they don't have any new ideas. Their ideas are as old as recorded history. It's make the rich richer. Concentrate power and wealth into the 
hands of a few, and ride the dumb dupes to the bank and ensure that the dumb dupes don't have any... There's no mechanism. There's no voting. There's no getting in the way of power so that you don't have a means to do anything about what they, what they do to you, what they do to the American people. If you don't think that this is all by design, I mean, how, how inept could, could they be? Really? I mean, the United States used to be the most upwardly mobile with the slightest income gap. That was by design, as FDR said. He even mentioned it when he's, after he saved capitalism, basically, from itself and rescued the economy and the American people from the first Republican Great Depression. He said, yes, we are on our way back, but not by a turn of the cycle or mere, I'm trying to, it's kind of paraphrasing it, not by a mere, not, not by a turn of a cycle or meaning the, the stock market. It's because we planned it that way. And don't let anybody tell you differently. Yes, we planned it that way. They planned it to restore or to rewrite the rules of the game. And hence the New Deal, a new deal for the American people. So you work a decent, you know, you work your decent middle-class job. You, ha- you have some expectations that you're working in in um, decent working conditions. There are standards. You get a li- you you're paid a living wage. You retire in security. You have you, know, you you have a decent middle class life. You could take a vacation. You can. I mean, it was all laid out. It wasn't he did FDR didn't make it up. It was something that. Teddy Roosevelt talked about as well. That is how you can tell a functioning country. You have money to set aside for emergencies. You have enough for leisure. This is all used to be commonly understood as the American birthright, but then they started to redefine the American dream. They did that on purpose because... For conservatives, and I mean conservatives on both sides of the aisle, you see, I of course I'm a registered Democrat. This is unapologetic liberal talk, but we're the real Democrats here, and I mean the FDR Democrats. And there's nothing that would make me happier about the Democratic Party if if the Democratic Party picked up FDR's mantle, the the Second Bill of Rights and brought the second Bill of Rights over the finish line. As FDR described when he introduced the second Bill of Rights, is that this would ensure, once we've defeated fascism in Europe, it would ensure a lasting peace at home. Because people who are hungry, out of a job, out of uh, all of the, you know, everything that we see happening now, is the stuff of dictatorships. That's how dictatorships are made. And that's exactly how it happened here. Because into 
the upward immobility and the um, income gap where now the American people, 80% of the American people live check to check. This is unacceptable. That should be on every first A, a block on the evening news. If it wasn't, if I mean, if it were, don't you think this, we people, I mean, the thing is, you know what it is. People think that we are more equal than we are. They don't, they don't know that. They don't know that the majority of the American people live check to check. That's a disgusting, um, that's a disgrace. And it's also an example of how broken the system is. That's not success. And... It was because, I mean, I could tell you how. We, we talk about it all the time. That's why it's not that, you know, you don't have to be a rocket scientist. Look at, just look, you know a little bit about politics and government and history. And you know that money and politics is the root of all evil. And, that, and, and it all goes downhill from there. So we... Everything that we see right now, it's all by design. And you know what? So I don't want to go. This is what we talk about all the time on this show because it's what has to get into the public consciousness. Everybody, when, you know, I I will know that this country is on the right track if all of the, the, the things that we talk about on this show are front of mind are a given for example that uh it's because we say it's the truth not that we 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 just say it we say it because it's the truth that things like medicare for all universal health care universal higher education living wages that it's not just a nice thing to do it's these are patriotic imperatives and that's how we present them they unapologetically they are, you know, real patriots don't leave anybody behind. Okay. So it's uh, easy enough to explain. We don't leave people behind. That's it. Enough said. And the fact that we do leave people behind, that we have the, the majority of Americans living check to check, people going bankrupt or needlessly dying, for lack of health care, which is disgusting, and unable to save $400, which is disgusting, while the rich get richer. All of these things, that's, it's not, um, they didn't do that overnight, and it's not an accident, but it's also how <laughs> Twitler is uh, became you know how Twitter became the, the friggin wannabe autocrat of this broken ass system despite receiving fewer votes he into a country that was where the american people were healthy and happy and and unified this would never happen and the reason we're not unified is because we have this whole ideology of I got mine 
which is another thing that w- has to come to an end. So, all right. I watch, I don't, not sure if you guys saw it. Today I was watching the, 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 the DeJoy hearing. And yet again, you know, he's the postmaster general. And as I was, when I was watching, I, I, it just gave me uh, yet again another sense of doom. Because this is who they are. This is Republicans. They literally, yet again, th- here they go again, covering the ass of the criminal con man and all of his his flying monkeys who are infesting our body politic, destroying this country from within. And, you know, what is the point of having a hearing? They have, it, all it was for the Republicans is an opportunity to say, oh, you poor thing, DeJoy. All you're trying to do is make America great. We should be thanking you. I don't know how many times during the hearing these filthy Republicans were like, we should be commending you. Stay tuned, everyone. Stay tuned. How long do you think it'll be before the Republicans put DeJoy up for a Medal of Freedom? That's how you destroy a perfectly decent, yet struggling, an aspirational Democratic Republic. Yes. We've never reached our potential. And at this rate, we never will with these filthy Republicans, these liars who don't have, they don't have an interest in having a functioning democracy. We can't even address, legitimately address the problems we face because they're too busy sowing the bullshit sowing fantasies for people. You know, the poor put upon rich, straight, white male who, no, 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 don't believe your eyes. Don't believe your experience, the empirical evidence of your experience in your life. And don't believe the Freudian slip of the con man who says that, He doesn't want to fund the post office because then people will get the right to vote. Then he might actually get ousted even if he does receive the... I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. That's why I keep saying every time we mention Twitter and we, I say, despite receiving fewer votes, because it's it's beyond belief. It's It's unbelievable that we have a system where the loser who is a loser, I mean, a loser who's a literal loser, squats in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, and now that loser and all of his loser flying monkeys, because they are losers, they want to do, they're doing everything that they can to ensure that he holds on to his illegitimate power. Because they're all illegitimate. And yet, here you go. This is what I've been saying forever. Because they have zero interest in democracy. Zero. Oh, don't anybody call, uh, write me and say I did a white power symbol. 
I was going zero, okay? Somebody said, oh, I really wanted to know. One time I had some, I, I did that. And somebody said, why at this time, or they, they linked to it, I really need to understand why you're making a white power sin symbol. And I'm like, yeah, I guess you, you caught me. It's all been a ruse. I'm really all about white power. One day I'm just going to be like, white power! Please. Oh, my God. Anyway, yeah. Wh where am I? Where are What am I? Who am I? What's going on? Yeah, so it's so pathetic. And how... How do... How, these are grown men, for God's sakes. These whiny little victims ron johnson yeah let me show you here let me see this is my computer there's me you see you could see me oh look shannon gave me a super chat hi shannon thank you for your super chat keep going tara you rock thank you for having the show thank you thank you for supporting the show I can't do it without you. And this is why I'm doing a show. When I have the time during the day, I want to do as many shows as possible so we find more supporters and viewers. And we already are finding more people. They're, that's what you got to do. We're throwing the hooks in the water. Different times, you know, different. We're seeing who we can... I don't know. If they're not coming to us, we'll come to them. Let's, where are we? Where am I? Who am I? I keep saying that. I don't know. Because I'm still trying to figure it out. It's an existential crisis. So here's, I didn't capture the whole hearing, of course. But all you got to do, look, commended. I just search for commended. Those are two changes, General, uh, 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 committee, that I have, uh, that I have made since I've, since I've been here. Well, thank you, Mr. Postmaster General. I think you should be commended for this type of uh, initiative, not condemned, yeah. uh, Senator Peters. Unbelievable. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chairman and uh, Mr. Joy again. Thank Let's you uh, for, for being here to, today. You know, I just want to start off before asking some right here. Here's a question. Well, thank you for that opening statement, Mr. Postmaster General. Uh, I just want to kind of go through and uh, give you a chance to respond to some of these false narratives. First of all, let's talk about... This is a hearing, right? I want to give you a chance to respond to the false narratives. I thought this was a fact-finding hearing. They've already come to the conclusion. But that's Republicans fixing the facts around the policy. This is what they do. Don't believe what you see, what the union tells you, what the post office union says, what your granny might say. I haven't received my medication. I haven't received my check. I haven't received this and, th and whatever it might be. I've also heard people call into other talk shows and say things like, I use the post office all the time, but now we're trying to, we, we are starting to have to rethink our business model because the deliveries, the, the items that we're making and sending out aren't getting where they're supposed to go. 
And we never had this problem because the post office is has always been reliable until Republicans get their filthy fingers on it. You get it? That's what they do. Oh, we should commend them, though. We should commend them. Uh, well, Putin certainly does. For destroying democracy, we should commend them for removing post office, uh, the, the blue boxes, and for destroying the sorting machines, leaving some communities with one sorting machine, meaning that when that machine goes out or it breaks down, as machines always do, then the entire mail system in that county comes to a halt until the machine can be fixed. But that's the point. And then they also, Republicans, manipulate the, the, uh, the statistics, the numbers. Oh, well, we have our on-time... One of the things that he was saying was, oh, our on-time delivery went up. But they're ta- he was talking about, and then I researched this. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Be- we ha- Here, let me show you this particular, it's one of the graphs that one of the Democratic members showed. And yeah, it says it all, really. Where is it? Where do I have this? Hold on. Please become a patron in the meantime so we can get a producer in here. Look here, look. Here's the graph. First class letters. DeJoy's first day was June 15th. And they're right, right, you know, goes... Yeah, doesn't he doesn't start messing with things right out of the gate. It takes a minute for all of the sabotage to start re, re, wreaking havoc. And boom. There you go. That's a Republican for you. That's the, there you go. All the every Republican chart. How many charts have we can we show can all of the time look about let me just look up twitler here hold on trump unemployment everything it's you know you'll have obama of course getting uh inheriting the worst re, uh the worst economy since the first republican great depression and you'll see the the jobs going up and up and up, and then the republic another Republican boom goes right to the floor. But I mean, really, you could set your clock to the to to this to the cycle. It's as FDR said, it's not just the turn of the cycle. It's because we planned it that way, and they planned it that way they would have to be really they didn't they really have to suck if they didn't plan it that way if every time they got their greedy disgusting fingers also put upon victimized fingers around the neck of power and destroyed everything 
that they touched, which is what they do, if they weren't doing it deliberately, we'd really have to wonder what's wrong with them. Every time they inflict themselves on anything, show me something. If you are a Republican, first of all, why? I mean, really, look at yourself. You really, you got to ask yourself why. And I know why. I could tell you right now. I don't need to be, um, I don't need a doctorate in psychology, but I'll tell you right now, it probably has a little bit to do with racism. Oh, no, aren't you sick of being called racist when you know you're not? That was one of the CPAC <laughs> seminars that they gave one year. It's, I mean... If you're sick of being called a racist when you know you're not, how do you know you're not? I mean, racism is what racism does. So know them by their fruits. And I contend that every single filthy, disgusting Republican is a racist. Look at their standard bearer. If you don't if you don't think you're a racist, why are you cool with it? Why are you cool with racism? Why are you why? Why would you empower somebody who is a filthy disgusting racist? Ah, uh, that's a another conversation. But if you are a Republican who stumbled into this show drunk or something, um Ask yourself why. Really, really be honest with yourself if you're capable of it. I know Republicans are not capable of a lot of things like maturity, decency, humanity. I mean, basic human human feelings. Well, they like they have feelings for themselves. They just can't seem to extend those feelings past their own eyelashes. Well, unless they're looking in a mirror. But if you're looking in a mirror, ask yourself, really be honest. It takes honesty. Not everything that, you know, you got to take an inventory. What's working and what's not working. And if you think this is working and that you think it's fabulous whenever Republicans get their greedy, filthy fingers around the neck of power that they turn everything to shit, and that they crashed the economy three times in a generation, I mean, not in a generation, in a hundred years. And that unemployment, sickness, division, all of the worst aspects of civilization. Pollution goes up, abortions go up. That's another thing I can't stand about Republicans. They're just such hypocrites. Because if they really didn't like abortion, I mean, who does like abortion? Nobody likes abortion. I just think it's none of my business. But that's why if you don't like abortion and, you, and you're so pro-birth, then you vote Democratic because abortions go down under Democratic governance, under reality-based sexual sex you know family planning sex education universal health care living wages all of these things that 
Republicans are against, supposedly, are what make abortion rates go down. But it's like arguing with, I don't even know. How can you argue with somebody who is so out of touch with reality? They say there are all these things. If they were, I would, I would respect them more. You know, if they were like, I am pro-birth, and so, and so I will vote Republican. Because I know that, well, no, no, how would they say, how would it be? I am pro, well, yeah, pro-birth, that's what they are. It's not pro-life, it's pro-birth. But because I like the fact that people, it's because the whole thing is the, that, uh, <laughs> They prevent the policies that lower the amount of abortions. You know what I mean? It's almost like voting Republican is really for people who love abortions. They just can't get enough of them since Republican policies make so many of them. And they also make more dead women, too. So they get a twofer there. More suffering, more pain, more people dying needlessly. Ugh, whatever. That's Republican. That's the Republican way. But that's what I mean. If they were only, if they weren't hypocrites, I would, I might really, you know, understand them. But everything that they touch turns to shit, and everything that they talk about is bullshit. Like they're like they're supposedly pro-life, but they all they're all about death. They supposedly love America, but they're all about turning America the beautiful into a streetwalker for corporate America, into a sewer. They turn the fruited plains into uh, a sewer. They rip the tops off of the Purple Mountains' majesty. They have no respect. For anything. And also, I, I always wish that, you know, they talk about they love Jesus. They're all about Jesus. Good. I wish, though. I really do wish. That's another thing. This, they're just so full of crap. It's, it's beyond. And their whole love of America. And this, this is what they, I, I, you have to think that, during the DeJoy testimony today, when the Republicans were filleting him on national television, that's what they were doing. It was like, oh, can I get you something? Do you need a foot rub? Do you need a hooker with a heart of gold? What can I do for you? Do you, let me light your cigar. Let me massage your, oh, you feel tense here. You poor victim, you. If, um, when I'm watching them to run this scam on the American people, I was thinking to myself, I was like, hey, self, what's up there? How you doing? Oops. Wait, 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 wait. What did I do? I'm trying to get rid of this. How come I can't get rid of that? Oh, shit. That's why. You can hear me. Um... I was thinking, these people really can't, they, they must not 
believe what they're saying, right? Like they can't be really um, buying their own bullshit, right? Or is it that they lie to themselves so often that they don't they really don't know which way is up? Because they know that we know. But now here comes the gaslighting. We see the uh, we, we see the mail not getting through. We see the mailboxes being disappeared. We see the sorting machines being decommissioned and sold for scrap. They've already destroyed these sort- sorting machines, so they can't bring them back. We hear Twitler every now and then. This is what happens. I mean, he's a filthy liar, but he lets the truth slip out sometimes uh, inadvertently because he doesn't understand what is where the line is. What's He has no clue what's criminal activity and what's daily business because he is a crook. So, of course, he's going to say, yeah, I don't want them. uh, I don't want any money going to the post office because then people will be able to vote, to vote by mail. And the same, the the same con man, of course, because he wants to have it every which way, including loose, as long as it benefits him, will get to take to Twitter and... Tell the people of Florida, hey, 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 Florida, because he wants the people to vote by mail in Florida. Yo, 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 don't worry. Hey, Florida is a different case. It's all good. They have the infrastructure in Florida. That's his excuse. But do you ever think that the crack White House press corps says to Twitler or asks him to or follows up and says, Well, when you say that Florida has the infrastructure to handle vote-by-mail, what do you mean, my lord? No, they don't follow up. That's not the job of the White House press corps. The job of the White House press corps and the corporate media is to put a camera in front of a con man and let his lies amplify from sea to shining sea. There you go. So it's all a bunch of lies. In fact, even, well, here we, like today, as far as the voting fraud bullshit is concerned, the Trump campaign fails to produce evidence in a voter fraud Pennsylvania lawsuit. So, you know, that's the thing with court. You got to bring evidence. So, Twitler and the filthy, disgusting, America-hating Republicans who enable him, they filed a, a lawsuit in Pennsylvania, and the judge ordered them, okay, show us. You're saying there's rampant voter fraud going on? Show us. You can't just say it. But that's how it is. It's like Obamagate, Right? It's just Obamagate, Obamagate, Obamagate. You know, you know, wink, wink. You know what that is. Why, why should I have to tell you? So from Talking Points Memo, Kate Riga, 
Even in response to a federal judge, the Trump campaign was unable to provide evidence of voter fraud in its crusade against drop boxes in Pennsylvania. Last week, a Trump-appointed federal judge ordered the campaign to show examples to back up their argument that drop boxes where voters can deposit their ballots will open the door to widespread voter fraud. It's bullshit, just like everything that came out of the mouths of the filthy, disgusting, kiss-up, kick-down fascist Republican Party during this hearing today? Hearing. A fact-finding hearing where they're like, Will you please answer these erroneous fallacies that everyone is saying so and lying? We should really be thanking you, DeJoy. Well, that's the whole Republican way. The professional victimitis. This is the, it's not just the Republican way. It is the fascist way. That's what fascists do. They're the victims. Yeah, they could be beating your head in with a billy club and they'll insist to everyone who's around that they're doing it in self-defense. So in their response, campaign lawyers declined to produce evidence. Yeah, you can't just file a lawsuit and say, hey, this is, a, this is all fraud happening. Show us. Right? It's so rampant. What, what's the problem? You shouldn't have a problem finding it and showing us. So neither the original complaint nor the amended complaint contained an allegation that ballot harvesting, manipulating, and destroying ballots, this is what they said, was going to happen. Double voting or voter fraud from mail-in and absentee ballots actually occurred during the primary election. The claims asserted by the plaintiffs do not hinge on evidence of voter fraud actually occurring. They added, the campaign argued that, though it has no proof that fraud of this type has happened, it could happen. That's their argument. And that is grounds enough for barring the boxes. Well, you know, you could fall down a flight of steps. So why not eliminate steps? You could trip. The campaign then loaded a 524-page document with articles about a handful of cases of voter fraud unrelated to mail-in voting or drop boxes. And... That's the thing. Voter fraud is few. It, it, it happens every now and then. But you know what? It's usually a Republican, by the way, and they end up in jail. So it's not rampant. We went through this. We always go through this with Republicans. George Bush, they spent millions of dollars investigating the alleged rampant voter fraud, and they found zero. Well, there I go again with my white power, I guess. My white power symbols. They found I need a new symbol. Zero, maybe? Like that? Let's see. U.S. Ju- Judge Nicholas Ranjan, 
Ron John, asked the Trump campaign to respond last week after the Sierra Club and Citizens for Pennsylvania's Future, um, the two defendants in the case, argued that the campaign should not be permitted to raise such spectacular fraud-related claims, particularly, particularly in this national climate, and refuse to provide discoverable information to substantiate those claims. Well, that's if you're a Democrat, you understand? They would be they would have to provide evidence. Republicans get to do whatever the hell they want. They can co- proclaim every anything without having any evidence. It's all about fear and ultimately dismantling the system. The founders fought a revolution to entrust to us. That's it. Bottom line. Let's see. In his order, the judge said that if there are no responsive documents, the plaintiffs must state it. As such, the embarrassment is par for the course for the Trump campaign, which led by President Donald J. Trump, the J is for genius, frequently attacks mail-in voting as rife with widespread fraud. Experts of all stripes deny that assertion. I almost said assertion. And Trump himself often votes absentee. He has openly admitted that he refused to negotiate on the COVID-19 relief package because it would fund the U.S. Postal Service and help the agency process mail ballots this fall. The Trump administration and campaign's crusade against mail-in voting became a theme of the DNC at the, uh, at the Democratic National Convention, where many power brokers in the party argued urged, not argued, urged voters to disregard his fear-mongering and get their ballots in as early as possible. Right now, folks who know they cannot win fair and square at the ballot box are doing everything they can to stop us from voting, said former First Lady Michelle Obama. We've got to request our mail-in ballots right now, tonight, and send them back immediately and follow up to make sure they're received, that's for sure. That is absolutely for sure. And I hope everybody is heeding those words right now. Let me see. Who's here? Oh, thank you, Jim, for your super chat. Hmm. Let me see. Who is in the chat? Thank you, Eve and Els214 and Dwayne. We got Terry Taylor is here. And Ed the First and Shannon and Pierre Yes. Who else is here? Peter, all right. And Andrea, yes. Hello. And Sin City, yeah. If you're watching anywhere else, please join us on our YouTube channel. And thank you very much for hanging out. So it'll be, you know, it's another one of these short but sweet terror busters. 
I can't wait till we get to the point where we can do the show every day at a set time. Wouldn't that be great? And then maybe we'll we can have a producer, not just me. It'll be a better show, and we'll keep growing. Uh, that's what we got to do, one day at a time. Keep going. All right. So where where was I? I'm trying to find. Because here's the thing. One thing that annoyed me with the not just every one thing, <laughs> talking about everything. With the Republicans today, Comm we should commend you. Like, oh my God, Rand Paul. Did you hear him? Oh, Jesus Christ. Let me hold on. Let me find him. Come on, Rand Paul. These people are embarrassing. And what, I'm, I'm not sure if I finished my thought, but about the Republicans, because these are grown men interviewing this the sycophant, you know, this Trump sycophant. And also he's a big Republican donor. That's the thing. So do you really think that these Republicans are going to bite the hand that feeds them? They, of course they're there to salve the joys, you know, his poor, fragile white male ego. We should all feel sorry for him. He's just trying to make... The post office great again. And the theme throughout the whole testimony was that, oh, the post office is broken. Who would even want this job? We should be thanking you. You're overqualified, my lord. Thank you, my lord. And if that's what you're doing, if the fruits of your labor are that the American people aren't getting their mail. And we could show it's such a it's such a a an obvious drop that, and the American people know it. It's not just a graph, that's an actual those are people's lives being affected. But we're supposed to we're supposed to be confused about that. We're supposed to be like, oh, wait, wait. By the time Republicans are done, we're gonna, we, we're, they want us to be like, wait, wait, should we, we, be, we should be thanking him? What? We should, wait, oh, wait, maybe I didn't get my, um, I, I, maybe I did get the check. I don't know, maybe. Maybe I didn't have to cut my pills in half because it didn't arrive. I don't know. Did it arrive? Am I nuts here? Or maybe... Because he's telling us that it's all about efficiency. So I don't know how efficient it is when you're trying to do something about efficiency, how efficient, how efficient it is to remove sorting machines and leave some communities with one machine. So you don't have a backup. So you come to a, grind, a grinding halt. And then... You know, if something breaks down. And then he was, because in his testimony, he's like, oh, we, we have had uh, our, what he was, what he was doing. He was saying that it, our, some, something has increased 80% or something. He was touting this, this a statistic. And I looked it up. And it, what he was doing is what Republicans always do. They, they manipulate 
the statistics and he was manipulating the the uh, the trucks he was saying the on time truck the, the 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 trucks getting from a to b wherever they're going that efficiency or whatever that uh statistic have they've they've um improved but the fact is these trucks have no mail in them that's the problem they're not taking the mail and it's heartbreaking for example so much so here here's something that made me really upset um where is it post office they killed the little baby chicks because you know it's the efficiency was through the roof right the trucks arrived without any mail in them so according to numerous sources this is the new york post thousands of chicks arrived dead after the farmer uh, at farms after ups uh, post office budget cuts now the post office's head honcho is ruffling some farmers feathers chicken farmers in maine received thousands of dead chicks sent via the not united states post office that's the first time this happened because they left them sitting there these poor innocent animals could you imagine the t- horrible death they suffered? It's not, ba- it's not bad enough. They're going to be slaughtered and treated like they don't, they ha- they're not living beings. But these poor baby chicks, at least 4,800 of the adorable fluff balls arrived lifeless at poultry farms across the state after being shipped alive in breathable boxes from hatcheries. Can you imagine? You have young kids and they are getting all excited about having a backyard flock and you go to the post office and that's what you find? Says Congresswoman, um, what's her name? Chelly Pingree of North Haven. This is a system that's always worked before. It's worked well until these budget cuts were made. Ridiculous. Farmer Pauline Henderson, who owns Pie Tree Poultry in New Sharon, was stunned when 800 chicks that she ordered arrived from Pennsylvania showed up as carcasses. Usually they arrive every three weeks, like clockwork, she says. And out of 100 birds, you might have one or two that die in shipping. Thousands more sent via the Postal Services Processing Center in Shrewsbury, Massachusetts, also arrived dead, costing farmers in Maine and New Hampshire thousands of dollars. Pingree blamed the heartbreaking and wasteful deliveries on the agency's embattled postmaster general, (laughs) Louis DeJoy. It's one of the, it's one more of the, it's, well, sorry. It's more of the consequences of this disorganization, this sort of chaos they've created at the post office, and nobody thought through when they were thinking of slowing down the mail. 
She said her office, this is the congresswoman, has received dozens of complaints from farmers and families raising small backyard flocks. DeJoy ordered cuts and operational changes after he took over the agency in June. He's come under fire in recent weeks for allegedly trying to sabotage the postal system. Well, we should be commending him, though. You know, funny how none of this shit happened before the Republicans got their filthy, greedy fingers on the post office. On Tuesday, DeJoy vowed to halt some of the changes made to overtime and equipment. The Postal Service is is the only mail service that ships live chicks and has done so since 1918. Unbelievable. If they are packaged properly, the agency will also ship baby ducks and geese, emus and geese. Makes me sick. Well, we should be commending him, though. According to Ron Johnson and the rest of the filthy, disgusting Republican... I don't even know. What are they? Are they a party? This is a party? The Republican death cult. They love dead chicks. They love dead chicks, dead birds, dead cows, dead... dead ducks, dead emos, dead geese, dead people, dead babies, dead... Everything's dead as long as they're alive and glomming up all of the all of the life force. They won't lose sleep. They don't find it. Hey, whatever, whatever. It's just your it's all about money. And it's all about power. That's what Republicans they say about Democrats, right? Oh, they want power. It's all about power. To what end, I always ask. What end? You see, if Democrats have power, what, 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 to what end? What will happen? Americans will have health care. Oh, wow. All of that abuse of power. The rich will be taxed. The American people will have a decent life. The post office will function. And the Republicans, they have the nerve to keep harping on how um, the post office is failing because of the decline in first-class mail. That is bullshit. We know that. Yes, people aren't writing as many letters, but the post office have... The, the, the bulk of mail has increased because people are using the mail like never before to ship things. So it wouldn't be suffering in any way unless uh, uh, if the Republicans didn't sabotage it with their 2006 poison pill bill that requires the post office to pre-fund 75 years of health benefits in a 10-year period. And the Republicans all throughout the hearing were saying, oh, we should commend you. You've really taken on a Herculean task with this failing post office because that's what Republicans do. And they kept saying how it's a business. We got to run the post office. No business would run like this. Well, the post office is a civil service. It is not a business. 
you scumbags. I'm going to lose it. I really am. It is. Here we go. This is why propaganda, why propaganda works and why, first of all, we need a liberal media to counter these lies. The post office is not a civil, I mean, it is not a business. It is a civil service. It connects every community in the country, regardless of whether it's profitable or not. That's a mark of civilization. So how dare they? Like a business. No business would operate like this. Because it's not a business, you son of a bitch. And this is what they do. Everything that Republicans touch, they destroy. And now, uh, like, they've turned the military into a business too, right? Right? Nothing but mercenaries. Twitler's even tweeting about it. How the Saudis are going to pay. They pay us. So, you know, have gun for, will travel? For hire? (sighs) Unbelievable. Our business model. Here, wait. Must be made to ensure our sustainability for the years and decades ahead. Our business model established by the Congress requires us to pay our bills through our own efforts. I view it as my personal obligation to put the organization in a position to fulfill that mandate. Shut your hole. You're going to put it in the position to fulfill that mandate? It's not a business, first of all. But this is what Republicans do. You understand how they dismantle everything that is decent about a civilization and a society from them disparaging government itself? to reclaim to uh, redefining the post office it's not a business just like well they make everything a business the military is a business how's that working out the health care is a business how's that working out everything that they suck that everything that they touch and make a business sucks please Unbelievable. Where's this other art? I wanted to read this article. It talks about the post office. Yes, here it is. This is an article. It's from 2012. Because the Republicans have been at their attack on the post office for many years. We They hate the post office. It is a unionized workforce. It is a civil service that the American people rely on and appreciate. So they have to destroy it. Republicans can't have that. They want this country. This is what they want. They, they want a country. Well, it's kind of like, well, it is like the system the founders rebelled against where you know, they'll have, um, government only will exist to ensure that the rich get richer and corporations get, um, it'll be, there'll be like the new, the neo-feudal 
lords. So we'll have to, well, it's the way it is now. We have to find a lord to trickle benefits on us. But it'll also look kind of like Russia in a way with the oligarchy and the corruption and one hand washes the other. You know, you're my pal. So here, here you go. I'll make you postmaster general. I'll make you ambassador to Luxembourg. I'll make you, yeah. See, it's all in the family, uh, in our big, giant crime family. And the American people, you know, let them vote on this, their stupid local elections. They'll be able to uh, go through the pantomime of voting. This is exactly how it'll go. That's what ha- I mean, all over the world, even in these autocrat-run countries... They still go through the pantomime of voting. They went, they voted in ancient Rome too for the entire history of, of the Roman civilization. They had local elections and yeah, but you know, they were, it was not a republic. That's for sure. So, an article in The Atlantic by Joseph Edelman in 2012. He wrote, in the, midst, in the midst of a long decline in the volume of mail, the demise of the post office, at least as a public institution with universal service throughout the United States, often seems inevitable. It's only inevitable if we allow it. Yet the critiques and suggestions offered as solutions for what ails the post office... See the problem only in terms of a commercial and financial concern. Here we go. Tara Jr., come on. Come on. What are you doing? You coming over? Come on. People want to see you. <laughs> People want to see you. He, he threw up earlier. I have to watch him. But he seems okay. I think he only th- he threw up because he eats very fast. I have to uh, I have to feed him and Francis Junior Junior in separate rooms now because he he needs to lose weight and he eats so fast so he can eat his own food and then go eat Francis's food. So I fed him and you know I feed him in a different room, but. He eats so fast that that's why I hope he threw up that it's not something anything else anything else is wrong with him, but he seems okay. We'll keep an eye on him. All right. So where am I? The circumstances of the post office's founding suggest a far broader and more important mission, guaranteeing the sanctity of civil participation and political debate. During the American Revolution, the post was a critical point of contention between the colonists and the crown because it was the means for circulating not only correspondence, but newspapers, the lifeblood of an intercolonial political cooperation. When British officials threatened the free circulation of news, newspaper publishers led the charge in 1774 to replace the British imperial system with a constitutional post. Without a government structure, the post would be privately funded. 
but newspaper publishers and allies like the Boston Committee of Correspondence made sure that reliable, safe, and secure circulation of political intelligence was a primary function. Shortly after Lexington and Concord in April 1775, the Continental Congress took up a post office as one of the earliest institutions of national reach, making the U.S. post office older than the Navy, the Marines, and the Declaration of Independence. Congressional delegates, therefore, believed that ensuring safe communication throughout the colonies was vital to the colonies' efforts for military, political, and commercial unity. The delegates to the, Constitu to the Constitutional Convention of 1787 saw the operation of information channels as a core function of government. The power to, quote, establish post offices and post roads is one of is one of the explicitly named grants included among the enumerated powers of Congress. At the same time, new political cleavages within the United States caused tension about the post office's role as an impartial circulation mechanism. During the debates over ratification in 1787 and 1788, some anti-federalist printers accused the post office of suppressing their publications and arguments against the Constitution. William Goddard, the mastermind of the 1774 Constitutional Post, ominously suggested he would once again start his own postal system. The complaints of Goddard and other printers forced Congress to reassert that the post office would circulate all news and information equally. Sort of like net neutrality these days, right? Well, and that's why we don't have net neutrality. If the Republicans, well, the conservatives, let's say, were establishing a new country at, let's just pretend, let's go back in time, and, and if they had their will and their way, they, I mean, first of all, that's a, probably a stupid question because they would be, they would be the loyalists. If we went back in time, the conservatives would be the ones pining to be trickled upon by the king. They would be fighting against the colonists uh, or the, the, the patriots, the, the progressives who said, hell no, we don't need a king. In 1792, the new federal Congress confirmed that promise in the first Post Office Act, setting the stage for a massive explosion in newspaper industry and providing for the circulation of information to the far reaches of the country. Understanding the core mission of the Post Office as part of a communications infrastructure for political debate and civic participation should lead us to reframe the questions we ask about the future of the post office. Making changes to the post office's structure are clearly necessary in order to ensure its ability to meet its obligations, but the historical context should lead us to a much larger question about government's role in protecting the free circulation of information. Well, that's not in the Republican agenda, the conservative agenda, or their mindset. It's a business, you see. 
if they had their way, I mean, this country would not be the, the, uh, anywhere. I mean, really, it would just be a every man and woman for himself kind of kiss up, kick down, um, cousin to this, to this, to the goddamn same system the founders rebelled against. I mean, there's really no reason to have a revolution <laughs> if conservatives, I mean, the, the, the founders didn't fight a revolution to create the same system that they rebelled against. Except, um, I don't know, uh, thousands, th thousands of miles away, please. In the 18th century, the government committed itself to guaranteeing the free flow of information throughout the nation as part of a project to ensure mass participation in civic life, linking the post office with the protection of a free press. The decline in mail volume points to a certain inevitability about the commercial success of the, of the post office, but more broadly, we should carefully consider the value of publicly owned, freely available channels of communication. Should the post office cease to exist, we will lose the last public guarantor of free communication in the United States. And this whole framing of the post office or the, the, um, how it was founded should really inform our argument against the way uh, Republicans are destroying net neutrality and they already haven't have destroyed it so we have so much work to do fixing everything that republicans have touched and have been have been able to dismantle and destroy everything that they touch so when i was watching these poor put upon white men rich white men um complain how victimized they are i had i i had to ask myself do they really believe their own bullshit really does ron does rand paul believe his own bullshit who i mean who else was there um let's see Mike Enzi. I don't know. So for some reason, it's not loading. It's kind of annoying. But they all had to begin their questioning by lamenting, joining in the pity party. Oh, it's so terrible how you're being treated. You know... Is anybody else as tired as I am listening to white, rich white men, rich white powerful men decry their victimization, decry their victimhood? Poor, poor white powerful rich men. We're not allowing them to destroy the post office. We're, we just won't let them get away with it. Why don't we know our place and allow them to F with the post office so they can destroy it and keep power illegitimately despite receiving fewer votes? Why don't we allow them 
the poor things. Unreal. So, here in, in Rolling Stone, Tim Dickinson writes, the Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, whose maladministration of the Postal Service has disrupted mail and delayed vital deliveries in line with President Twitler's... Oh, fuck. It just logged me out. What is wrong with me? Ah. Hate that shit. This is why I need patrons. Please become a patron so I can get this goddamn son of a bitch. Now I can't read this article. Fuck. Well, anyway, the point is he's a giant donor. Let me see if I can find something else that says that same one. DeJoy Republican donor. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I hate that. It just logged me right out of it. Out of the Rolling Stone. I know. I can't get back in. All right. Louis DeJoy, depending on whom you talk to, is either a Republican political operative beholden to Trump or a savvy businessman who is right who's the right person to fix what's broken at the Postal Service. And let me ask again, once again, let's re let's Let's reel it in and come down to reality. There is no problem with the Postal Service. So the fact that we have to constantly weed through the bullshit and let's pretend that there really is a problem because this is what the Republicans are doing. We can't even agree that, you know what? The problem is your poison pill. No, we have to be gaslit into agreeing. Some of them will agree. Some Americans agree. I hear them say this. They say, well, you know, the post office is suffering because of nobody mails any letters anymore. That is not true. People use the post office more than ever now. Everyone's getting things delivered. So... But yet, here we go again, even in this article. Who's the right person to fix what's broken at the post office? What is broken that they didn't deliberately break? Every institution has issues and problems. If it has people, if, if human beings are in involved, then things, maybe they break, they aren't running as smoothly. They need some tinkering every now and then. But, you know, to completely dismantle something that is not broken. Nobody was complaining about the post office, right? You were getting your mail. I would send a letter here in New York and we get to California in two days. You could guarantee it. But now, all of a sudden, you know, little chickens are dying in the, in the mail. This didn't happen. Just a coincidence, right? These poor things left without food and water to 
to die of thirst, the poor things. Ugh. A longtime Republican mega donor, DeJoy has a background in the logistics and shipping sector. A government contract years ago with the Postal Service helped him launch his business. Now he leads that same agency and finds himself at the center of a fight over whether voters' ballots will be delivered and counted fairly in this year's presidential election. Since he started the job on June 15th, DeJoy has launched a series of organizational shakeups that have attracted bipartisan criticism. Well, I think that's coming to an end, the bipartisan part, since after what I saw today, the poor victim, the parade of professional victims, The changes would delay mail delivery just as more Americans are expected to vote by mail. Earlier this month, he announced an organizational realignment at the agency, which lost $9 billion last year. These changes included a reduction in employee overtime hours and the elimination of postal sorting machines. Why? Why? Why eliminate postal sorting machines? Then Trump weighed in. He said he opposes additional funding for the Postal Service because he wants to make it harder to expand voting by mail, ostensibly to prevent voter fraud, so he says, for which there is no evidence. Amid the furor that followed, DeJoy pledged to put the changes on hold to avoid even the appearance of any impact on the on election mail. I am suspending these initiatives, but there's nothing you could do about the sorting machines that you already turned into scrap metal, you freak. Ron Stroman, a former deputy postmaster general, told NPR's All Things Considered that regardless of DeJoy's motivations, the question is... What is the effect of what he's doing? And the effect is to slow the mail, to potentially disenfranchise people and voters across the country. Then I think we are all right to say that these initiatives should be certainly halted. Unreal. Postmasters, as far back as the 2000s, critics have accused Joy of using his political connections for profit given that his former company filed or relied on government contracts. Of course, this is what they do. Government's a big cow that they suck on her teat constantly. They only hate government when it works for the people. You understand? When it works for them, they like it just fine. These are the biggest takers, the biggest welfare queens, all of them. From Twitler to DeJoy to every single Republican, Rand Paul, Ron Johnson, the whole goddamn rogues gallery of poor, white, straight, white, rich Republican victims. They're all, please, the biggest welfare queen takers. Just lounging around in the social safety net hammock that they created for themselves 
We're the ones, you know, that, that we're the ones pulling the levers, though. We might as well be feeding them grapes. Bunch of morons out here. That's us. The working class, they laugh at us while they ride us to the bank. That's for sure. Unbelievable. There's so much corruption in this country. It's almost, it's so overwhelming, frankly. I feel, some days I get hopeful. I'm like, yeah, we're going to, we can change. Then I'm like, and especially when the Republicans, they are, they know no boundaries. There is no bottom for them. There's nothing holding them back from their corruption. They really are, they're a bottomless pit of corruption. When they, even the, this post office thing, at first I was like, okay, well, this is a, I heard there are bipartisan condemnation of what he's doing because even the Republicans in the, in the Republican states, they're not getting their mail either. They, and they're calling their filthy, disgusting Republican representatives. And so these fake representatives are pretending to represent their constituents. But not for long. Now it's, they went from, oh yeah, I'll get right on that, ma'am, to you poor thing, DeJoy. Oh, we're just... Everything's so political. Everybody's picking on you, DeJoy. Why, do, why don't you just kill some more baby chicks? Please. Let's see. In light, wait, wait, oh, here's this article again from Rolling Stone. All of a sudden, it let me back in. Wow. It said, DeJoy is a major Republican donor. The recipients of the millionaire's political largesse include top politicians now charged with overseeing his performance at the Postal Service, as well as the GOP Senate candidates who stand to benefit from his 2020 tampering. Under scrutiny from the press, congressional investigators have summoned him to testify in 20 lawsuits from states. Okay, yes, 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 yes. DeJoy is a classic Trump crony, rewarded with a position of great federal power after showering the president and his party with cash and praise. DeJoy made millions in shipping, and logistics, even after assuming the role of Postmaster General in May. <laughs> it doesn't get any more disgusting than the Republican Party. And they do it right out in the open. These bastards. Meanwhile, how's your, how's the unemployment situation going on in the country? If you have a job, congratulations. That's great. But it's coming. The Third Republican Great Depression 
is gum is coming quicker than we could say make America great again. Right? Just like when DeJoy took over the post office, it, it didn't automatically, immediately turn to crap. It takes a minute for things to catch up. But now that the 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 Trump virus economy, that the American people who lost their jobs, some permanently in the Trump virus economy, aren't getting that lifeline, that extra six hundred dollar lifeline, because Republicans think you're ha- you have it too good. You enjoy your life too much. You appreciate your life too much. You're not desperate enough to go out and put yourself at risk for getting the coronavirus. You, you, you're not desperate enough. That's what Republicans think. So they cut the lifelines. Meanwhile, it's not just those people whose lifelines are cut. They cut the lifeline of the entire American people because that's the only thing keeping this goddamn economy afloat. Well, only for the working class. If you're rich, you're doing great. You might have even made more money in the stock market. The stock market is through the roof. Unreal. How much longer? I have to ask. How much longer are we going to take it? Really? How much longer? Jesus Christ. The joy is a classic Trump crony. Right, right, I already read that. He's also an unabashed partisan since 2016. He's given more than $1.2 million to the Trump Victory Committee. Pfft. Two words that you... Well, well, three words that are frightening when put together. A similar amount of Republican to the, to the Republican National Committee, as well as 175000 to the National to the Republican National Senatorial Committee and the and 70,000 to the National Republican Congressional Committee. Jesus Christ. I thought there were limits, but it's there's no limit. You understand when you have a super PAC and a committee and a bull, and all this bullshit, we have so much disgusting, corrupt foreign money funding the Republican Party that, honestly, I'm not kidding, I'm not being hyperbolic when I say that the Republicans are the enemies from within the founders warned us about. It's not just being, you know, hyperbolic. DeJoy's massive political donations to the president and the GOP committees have arguably benefited every Republican now holding federal elective office. But DeJoy has also targeted his giving to individual Republican candidates who, as Congress begins oversight of the disruption DeJoy has wrought, are now challenged 
to bite the hand that feeds them. So there you go. That's why Republicans are like, oh, you poor baby. Can I give you head? Might as well just come right out and say it, Ron Johnson. Because I felt embarrassed watching. I was like, these guys need a room or something? Let's see. DeJoy has also favored one of the GOP's most imperiled Senate incumbents, Arizona Republican Martha McSally. Ugh. If I never hear that name again, it'll be too soon. DeJoy maxed out to McSally's campaign at the end of 2019. A top GOP Senate hopeful also repeatedly received big checks from DeJoy, John James, is hoping to unseat Democrat Senator Senator Gary Peters in Michigan. DeJoy maxed out to James in December, having previously been a max donor to James in 2018. McConnell, McSally, and James would all likely benefit from the vote-by-mail tangle at the Postal Service, as Republican voters are overwhelmingly vowing to vote in person in 2020. While Democrats, mindful of the coronavirus, are pledging to vote by mail. Well, there you go. None of these GOP politicians responded to questions from, the, from Rolling Stone about whether they intended to keep DeJoy's cash or return it in light of the controversy at the, at the Postal Service and their respective duties to oversee the performance of the millionaire postmaster of course, corruption, smeruption. That the that's so quaint to avoid the appearance of corruption. <laughs> that is just that's so democratic. That only becomes an issue when Democrats are in charge. The victims, the poor victims. Well, here, let's see, so many things. White men, why are so many white men angry? Well, it's it's part of fascism. That's one of the telltale signs. There's always the victim, the powerful, the oppressed, it, the the oppressors, will always position themselves as the oppressed. And Trump, he is, he's the biggest whiny little bitch victim going. Um, he was just on Sean Hannity's show. Let me see. And I almost, I mean, I want to vomit, really, I know. I'm sorry, guys. To have, because anytime I play a clip from Trump, people are like, stop, make it stop. Here's Trump on Hannity, <laughs> literally and figuratively, sowing lies about about voting, voting by mail. And, well, well here, we're, hold on to your hat. As you know, Trump will not go peacefully into that dark night. If I was at the DNC convention every year, including your last election, I had to have a, a picture ID to get in the building. 
and I was checked every night as a, I was probably double checked, but I'm kidding. Um, to get in the building, um, my question to you then is, uh, are you going to have poll watchers? Are you going to have uh, an ability to monitor, uh, to avoid fraud and, and cross-check whether or not these are registered voters, whether or not there's been identification to know that it's a... Shut your hole, Hannity. These people are disgusting. There is no widespread voter fraud, you freak. I'm so sick of them and their lies. Are they going to be checking? You need your... Who, who needs your... There is nothing more... Um, a sh well, what is, what is it called when you're... It's biometric. When you sign... The vote, the rolls. See, that's how it how it works. Your name is on the fucking list. I'm sorry for cursing. I know I have to stop. I just had to look out the window there, because all of a sudden it got dark, and I, I was wondering, is that grandma asking me to come into the light already? What? What's going on here? Did it get dark, and all of a sudden it's like, all right, come into the light. Just my luck. Not a minute too soon, Granny. But um, no, hold on, Granny. I'll be there later, later. Not tonight. Many years from now. But so when you sign your name on the voting rolls, that's it's a biometric. Uh, is that, I'm not sure what it's called. It's called. Um, it's how you. Uh, it's a biometric. Ah, somebody on the chat will tell me. Um, but it is. More, it's actually more effective than an ID because you can fake an ID, but you can't fake your signature. You walk up and you go, that's your signature. And that, and if somebody votes, that's why you have to check it off. All right, that's me. I voted. Tara Devlin, whoom, dum dum, I'm done. Nobody's going to come in behind me and say, I am Tara Devlin. Because it's on the friggin' list. Well, Tara Devlin, you already voted. So how are you going to fake continually voting? This is what they're trying to assert. That people go and fake vote? That we find illegals, you know, illegals who don't have citizenship, so they want to risk being deported. Well, and before being deported, spending five years in prison f so they could fake vote? It's bullshit, which is why they spent millions of dollars. George Bush spent millions of dollars trying to stir up voter fraud. See, hey, find me some instances of voter fraud so I can... Uh, Stop people from voting. That's what it's all about. So I can set up these barriers to free and fair elections, and we Republicans, hence the rich people, can continue to kick down on the dumb serfs and ensure that they have nothing, no means or mechanism to do anything about it. So they spent millions of dollars trying to find instances of voter fraud, and they came up goddamn as empty as the Republican soul. They found none. So they have to pretend 
they're, they're all with this voter ID. That's just another poll tax. This is why Democrats, normal people, patriots are talk about, oh, if I have to have an ID to get beer, I have to show an ID to get into a uh, school or that's besides the point. An ID means nothing. It's just, you could get a fake ID. You sign your name and you have voted. See, that's my signature. Nobody's going to be able to come in and be like, fake your signature. But it worked for forever, right? Until here we go. This is what Republicans do. They prove me right all the time because what do I say? Republicans hate democracy. They hate America. They like wearing their made in China American flag lapel pins. Yes, they, they love singing teary-eyed renditions of America the Beautiful. Oh, yeah, because that's how they attract the idiots who have zero idea what it means to be an actual patriot. What is patriotism? Republicans couldn't tell you. They hate this country. They hate everything that this country is founded on. They hate that they, that we're a nation of immigrants. They hate that we fought, bled, and died so people can vote. Yeah, they hate that. They hate that out of many one. When we get closer to being a more perfect union, they have to divide and conquer us with their lies. Please, leave no one behind. They leave everybody behind but themselves, their ugly white victim selves. You'll vote from a real American. We're going to have everything. We're going to have sheriffs. And what real American? First of all, look at... What is he talking about? Okay, what is going on with Sean Hannity's face? Why is he so brown? Is he do, trying to do a Trump? Is he tanning like Trump? First, Trump is gross, by the way. And he's getting grosser by the second. And... Hannity looks orange with a tan line around his forehead. And Trump, there was, I, where was it? Oh, I was watching on C-SPAN for a second because before I, because I had to eat lunch and I didn't want to vomit. And Trump again was, he was on c he was giving some, oh yeah, the National Council Oh, wait, the national, wait, what is this? Because it was a bunch of, oh, oh my God. I'm sorry, I know I'm babbling a little bit. I'm trying to get it. It was called the Council for National Policy Meeting. President Trump delivered a campaign-style remarks. What does campaign-style remarks mean now? It's the same Shit, he says every time they put a microphone in front of him, whether it's in, in the Oval Office, whether it's in, in the White House press room, or at this or at this stupid Council for National Policy meeting. Poor me, poor me. I'm a victim. 
It's the victim. The victim whine. I never heard anybody whine so much. I never heard, I haven't heard infants whine like this. We're going to have law enforcement, and we're going to have, hopefully, U.S. attorneys, and we're going to have everybody in attorney generals. But it's very hard. I mean, you have some of these so states hard. sending them out, like Nevada, where they don't even have to check the signature, so anybody can sign it. Shut your lie hole. Please. This is why I say, first of all, the, the Democrats... Come on, Democrats. If you're a DLC Democrat, enough with this. I, I'm friends with Republicans. If you're a friend with a Republican, then you got to ask them, what the hell are you doing being a Republican? Stop enabling this shit. This is the Republican Party. They are irredeemable. Listen to them. And it's there are no normal Republicans. I'm sorry. Not there are no middle of the road Republicans. What are you talking about? Middle of the road? They brought us here. They're fine with it. If Trump was, let's say if this was Pence, uh, don't you remember? Actually, not too long ago, one of these Republicans, these, you know, anti-Trump Republicans, maybe it was, I'm trying to remember who it was, Joe Scarborough? Yeah, I think it was actually Joe Scarborough who was saying, he was talking to Republicans. He wrote an article and he was saying, wouldn't you prefer to have a President Pence? So he's saying, yeah, we should impeach Trump. He's, because he's a criminal, and he's a Putin puppet. Wouldn't you be more comfortable with a President Pence? That's what I fear. See, exactly what I say all the time. The next fascist, he'll be just as disgusting as a Twitler, and he'll be able to control himself. And it will be a him. We know that. So... The Republicans, all of them, they're all, they're beyond hope. So if all of this were going on under a, a President Pence, they'd be fine with it. Because Pence, he wouldn't be on Twitter. That's the thing I hear all the time from these Republicans, too. In the beginning, they would say, oh, I wish he would just stop tweeting. Is that it? That's all you you need. But you're fine with everything else. You're fine with the kiss up, kick down, racism, the uh, the knees on necks, the babies being ripped from their mama's arms, the ineptitude, the the lies. You're fine with it all. The funneling more money to the top. The murdering, hibernating bears, the opening of the Arctic Wildlife Refuge for drilling while the planet plunges further towards inhabitability. I can't even say that word. In becoming uninhabitable. (laughs) 
God help me. So, no, no. As long as it was Pence doing it. You see, he would, he'd be able to look concerned. He'd wear the suit. But the same crimes would be committed. Same bullshit be going on. Jersey just sent it out with a governor, as I understand it, just signed an executive order. Didn't even go through the legislature oh my to God. get it done. And so much crimes, crimes and crimes like going on. So they're going to be sending out 50 million ballots to people. They have no idea why it's coming. You dumb bastard. There's another thing that they conflate. They're going to be... Si- Whoops. There goes my microphone. They're going to be sending out millions of ballots to people. Sending out an application is not a ballot. This is another thing that the Republicans do. I got an application. Oh, this is what Trump says. My friend called me up. I don't know who he's talking to. He's got no friends, by the way. But he says how people call him up. So many people are able to call him up. Out of the hey, yeah, this is your friend Jim. You know, your fake friend Jim. I say, Jim said he got an application. No, he got a ballot for his dog. Yeah, Fluffy uh, McGillicuddy got a ballot. That, that, that is such bullshit, by the way. But even if that's true, Fluffy McGillicuddy got a ballot. It's not a ballot. It's an application. Fluffy. Oh, a dead guy got a, a ballot. That's an application. You fucking dumb bastard. I'm just trying to speak slow so you understand. Maybe I should go, ooga, ooga, ooga. You might understand it better if I go like nobody's ever seen, like nobody's ever believed. I don't understand them. How stupid are Republicans that they believe this con man? You know, how many people have to die? How many have to be sick? How many have to be, I don't know, lose their jobs? How much does the country have to suck for them to finally wake up and say, guess what? I think I was mistaken. I think I might have been played by the tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man with a fake university and a vitamin scam. You think? Something very odd is happening here. I think I might have been deceived by the con man, the serial bankrupt, tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man. The one who said that Trump steaks were delicious and Trump vitamins were going to make me healthy and how everything that he ever touched is the best thing that that you'd ever see. Like nobody's ever seen. My God. And look at this picture. It's time to update that fucking picture, Fox News. The, the furrowed brow. First of all, he's about 50 pounds heavier now. And uh, 
about 10 shades, shades oranger. Who it's going to. Unfortunately, they may have a very good idea, the people sending them. They may send them to all Democrat areas, not to Republican areas. That's Democratic, you dumb bitch. This is why another reason why Republicans are unfit to hold leadership positions in a modern nation. They can't even call anybody by their real name. That's too much. That's not that's too much of a effort for them. How are you going to work with people? Democrat areas? No, fucker. It's democratic. And yeah, I did mean to curse there. I'm sorry. I probably should not. It just drives me insane. Because that's the least thing you can do. If you had any interest in having a country that, that functioned and you wanted to work with your um, other people, maybe you don't agree with them, but you have to share the same goddamn civilization with them. So the, you start off by calling them by their name. You taught you child and 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 the fact that millions of Americans think that that is a proper way to behave. If you had children who behaved like that, you would correct them. Because you want them to grow up to be emotionally functioning adults. But Twitler, no. So all of the millions of Americans who will vote for the tax-cheating, draft-dodging con man with a fake university, the one who scammed everyone that he ever met, left, who wouldn't pay his bills, who left people holding the bag, who is such a coward. He couldn't. He couldn't do his time in uniform when his number was up. He had a fake bone spurs. That guy. You think they would, they would have enough. They would say, you know what? He can't even call people by their name. What? I mean, really? God, and what else, what, else, what else drives me insane when I hear that shit? Because, first of all, it is the Republican equivalent of flashing a gang sign. It's like, yeah, I'm with you, Democrat Party, yeah. You see, I'm just a cultist, too. I'm a, see, Democrat Party. Then, in the White House press corps, Never correct him. None of them. Even on MSNBC, they let them get away with it. Shut your... Oh, I can't wait. So one day, one day, we're going to have a big party. We're going to get the news that Twitler is no longer one of amongst the living. Oh, liberal talker longs for Twitler's death. You better believe it. Yeah. Because I'm a patriot. I'm not saying any. I'm not going to do anything to facilitate that. But I will be happy. Yeah. 
Like, I'm happy when I hear that thing, you know, somebody who uh, is harming the entire planet is no longer harming us anymore. Well, like, I would actually be more pleased if he was taken away in handcuffs. That would be fun. One thing I can't stand, this is how sick this whole society is, and we'll know that it is getting better, this, that if, if society will know it's on the right track, when we don't have to endure living in a civilization that has a picture of Twitler in the Hall of Presidents or whatever, and in the National Gallery. We got to deal with that shit? So forever and ever, next to all the real presidents and, and a few fake ones, we got to have this effing con man, this, this traitor. He's a traitor. Oh, yeah, he's a traitor. I'll show you right now. They're all traitors. This is the last thing we'll talk about because I got to go. And let's see. Thank you, Shannon, for your super chat and Jim for your super chat. Who else is here? Zenny. All right. New people. Mark, a millennial correspondent. Yeah, yeah. Eve. Welcome, Darth. Welcome, 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 John. Welcome. Please, if you're new, hit the like button and also the subs well the subscribe button and the notification bell. And share everything with your friends. Share it all. That is your assignment. And give the show a good review on iTunes and become a patron. And I know there's a lot. I ask a lot. I can't. I can't. I can't. Where is this? Holy shit. Here it is. GOP-led Senate panel details ties between 2016 Trump campaign and Russia. A nearly 10,000... Well, not 10,000. A nearly 1,000-page report confirmed the special counsel's findings at a moment when Trump's allies have sought to undermine that inquiry. So, they all knew. Okay? A sprawling report, this is from the New York Times, really, uh, a sprawling report released Tuesday by a Republican-controlled Senate panel that spent three years investigating interference in the 2016 election laid out an extensive web of contacts between the Trump campaign advisors and the Kremlin and other Russians, including at least one intelligence officer and others tied to the country's spies services. The report by the Senate Intelligence Committee, totaling nearly a thousand pages, drew to a close one of the highest profile congressional investigations in recent memory and could be the last word from an official government inquiry about the expansive Russian campaign to sabotage the 2016 election. Now, keep that in mind when you hear this. Hmm. 
They spied on my campaign and they got caught. They can say what they want. This FBI agent has just now, first one, admitted that's the beginning, hopefully, of the falling castle. But he's admitted that he forged documents. He oh, changed you documents, son of a bitch. reversing them. And he admitted it. So let's see what's going to happen over the next, hopefully, short period of time, because it's been unfair that we've had to wait so, so long. Unfair. That was so obvious for a long time. And uh, it should never be allowed to happen to another president again, that I can tell you. That I can tell and you. That's for the Look, good of the and listen to them applaud for the good of the country. You know, it's not for me. It's for the country. And he's referring to, which is fucked up, this, the FBI. They, but that's the thing. So some fucking guy, I, I, I swear, it doesn't negate the entire investigation because the bipartisan Senate investigation it's uh because this is what Republicans do though they'll they'll take this one rogue FBI asshole who here's what happened FBI and he got in trouble okay but now what happens is they it negates you know that gives them something to to point to let's see fbi trump for those that don't know it came out that one of the emails in the investigation i mean you're talking about thousands and thousands and thousands and pages and pages of um, evidence and reports. But and the, an FBI agent admitted to embellishing or adding something to one of the emails that he said, well, he, I mean, he shouldn't have done it, of course. He, and he admitted it in court. But so let's, that's, that just gives Twitler... Uh, something to point to, just to, for his dupes, to say, oh yeah, there's a deep state out to get me. So if that's the case, I guess the deep state includes the Republican-controlled Senate. Right? The report portrayed tr a Trump campaign that was stocked with businessmen, businessmen with no government experience, advisors working at the fringes of foreign policy establishment, and other friends and associates of Trump. Campaign figures, the report said, presented attractive targets for foreign influence, creating notable counterintelligence vulnerabilities. Like the special counsel, Robert Mueller, who released his findings in 2019. The Senate report did not conclude that the Trump campaign engaged in a coordinated conspiracy with the Russian government, a fact that Republicans seized on to argue that there was no collusion. But the report showed extensive evidence of contact. Ugh, stupid thing behind me. Son of a... Ugh. I hit the wrong button. Da, 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 da. Hold on. Ah, I hit it again. This is not working out tonight. 
boom. Why can't I do it? This is what happens. I need help. Please become a patron. I need help. How's that for a commercial? I need help. Well, in many ways. We all need help. The report showed extensive evidence of contacts between Trump campaign advisors and people tied to the Kremlin, including long-standing associates of the one-time Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, Konstantin Kalimnik, whom the report identified as a Russian intelligence officer. The Senate report was the first time the government has identified Mr. Kalimnik as an intelligence officer. Mr. Mueller's report had labeled him as someone with Russian ties to with with ties to Russian intelligence. Most of the details about his intelligence background were blacked out in the Senate report. I mean, it's so disgusting when you think about how well, just the whole Mueller report. Like what the hell, Robert Mueller? Really? What is your problem? Why didn't you I mean, really, I, I think that there's so many, um, it's almost naivete where those working in government, you you assume, I guess, the best in people, or you think that, you know, that the Republicans really have an interest in a functioning society when you know, what Robert Mueller should have done is come out and full force. Please. Oh my. And you can't leave anything to chance or for them to fill in the blanks or whatever, you know, assume that they will, you know, do use your report for good. And do the right thing. Mr. Manafort's willingness to share information with Mr. Kalimnik and others affiliated with the Russian intelligence services represented a grave counterintelligence threat. The report said, the report, yet again, let's remember, the Senate, it's a Senate report coming from the Republican-controlled Senate. So, come on. Come on, come on, come on. It also included a potentially explosive detail that investigators had uncovered information possibly tying Mr. Kalimnik to Russia's major election interference operations conducted by the intelligence service, also known as the GRU. Democrats highlighted Mr. Kalimnik's potential ties to the interference operations in their own appendix to the report, noting that Mr. Manafort discussed campaign strategy and shared internal campaign polling data with the Russians and later tied and later, excuse me, and later lied to federal investigators about his actions. This is what collusion looks like, the Democrats wrote. Their their assertion was a sign that even though the investigation was carried out in a bipartisan fashion and Republican and Democratic senators reached broad agreement on its most significant conclusions, a partisan divide remained on some of the most politically delicate issues. 
The report is an exhaustive look at the various ways that the Trumps, that that the Kremlin's intelligence services exploited ties to the Trump campaign to help carry out a stealth attack on American democracy by focusing on the Russian actions as a national security threat. The Senate investigation differed from the Mueller inquiry, which examined whether there was evidence to charge anyone with specific crimes. The Senate investigation found that two other Russians who met at the at Trump Tower in 2016 with senior members of the Trump campaign, including Manafort Kush, and Jared Kushner, the president's son-in-law, and Donald Trump effin Jr., otherwise known as Traitor Tot, that they had had significant connections to the Russian government, including Russian intelligence services. They are traitors. Links between the Kremlin and one of the individuals, Nat- Natalia V. Veshalalina, were far more extensive and concerning than what had pop- had been publicly known. Yeah. Anyway. Here we go. That's who we're dealing with. A bunch of traitors. And yeah, okay, you want to reach across the aisle and work with the traitors? Sorry about that. Not me. I'm a real patriot. We need to fight these Republicans because they are the, re- the enemies from within that the founders warned us about. All right. Where are my friends? Where are my people at? Oh, I've, I've, when I said that, I, re- I thought, I reminded myself, when I went, oh, I, remind, I thought to myself, I am, uh, what am I, on The Sopranos or something? Oh, I saw Stephen Lee giving me a super chat. And I said, oh, hey, I have to get a super chat, um, like a special super chat noise. Not this. That's not good enough. How about this? <laughs> That's too sp- specific. Maybe this. Who are all of these nosy people? Outside influences I'm seeing around you by the moon card. <laughs> Oh my God! We maybe we should get something. I'll, I'll have to find one. Maybe it's Trump having a meltdown whenever somebody gives a super chat. That that would be good. But let me just show you before I go because I have to leave because I got things I got to do now. Look at Twitter in this picture here. Look at how orange he is. He's he's really beyond orange. We replaced NAFTA, which everybody said was impossible to do. Uh, everybody brand new said and really pro America USMCA. Shut it's a whole your different ball is shut your ugly face. But he is so orange. It's not healthy. Wait, I took a screen grab because I wanted to blow it up a little. We replaced it. 
It's really, really, really pro-American. Look at that face. I Look at his tan line. That is not a normal skin tone. He's gross. That's not human. Anyway. Bye-bye, Twitler. Oh, my God. All right. Thank you. And Shannon for another super chat. So thank you, Shannon. Shannon said, keep going, Tara. You rock. Thanks for having the show. Jim, of course. Thank you for your super chat. As always, Jim. Thank you, Stephen, for your amazing super chat. Stephen says, I love cats. R.I.P. Donald J. Trump. Well, I don't hope he R.I.P.s. I hope he burns. If there is a hell, you know he will be burning in hell. And thank you again, Shannon, for your super chat. So, guys, and I also want to say welcome to Eve. I see you in there in the chat. You seem like a new person. And Patricia, welcome. You are not new. But these are all the people that uh, you can be hanging out with. Eve. <laughs> new old. Newish oldish, Eve. Paradu says, much love, fellow patriots, but seriously, we cannot let them steal this in slow motion. We have a house to visit. Yes. We have to... I don't know. They're, they're going to try to steal it. It's happening. It is happening. So, and he will not go peacefully, as Michael Cohen said. So we have to be prepared. And next week is going to be fun, though. The Republican convention, oh, my God, it's going to be a shit show. They can't put on a show. They suck. They can't run a country. They can't run, they can't lead a drunken conga line, much less a modern nation. So it's going to suck. We understand. But so there'll be some fun stuff we can bash. It'll be fun to get together and bash it together. That's how we get through it. We're going to get through this horrible nightmare and hopefully make the world a better place. So that's why I thank you for all your support, becoming a patron, for all your super chats. It matters. Hopefully, one day soon, the more patrons we get if we get about a thousand patrons i've guessed i've guesstimated that we will be able to do a show on a daily basis and then we'll have a set time and we'll do saturday shows as our specials how would you like that but we got a way to go hopefully sooner rather than later and the bigger we grow, the better the show. How about that? It'll we'll be able to get more guests, better guests, bigger guests. Not that we have there our guests aren't good now, but I mean bigger guests and I don't know. People won't they won't say no. Like we got Greg Palast on the show. That was I was blown away that he said yes and very grateful. 
but we need other sh people to, I don't know, whatever, what we need. We need more patrons, and in the meantime, I will keep doing what I do, and we'll keep meeting here and growing the show. So become a patron, share the show, like and share, hit the notification bell, subscribe. Yeah, I know. AOC, come on, do your girl Tara solid. Exactly, Paradu says. She said no, that bitch. And it friggin' pissed me off. Made me very sad. Marianne Williamson, I wonder if she would say yes. That's a good idea. I should reach out to her. Mm, I can DM AOC, please. You can? She follows you on Twitter? Then do, then do it. Do it. Chuck Schumer follows me on Twitter. <laughs> I should get him on. That's why I have to stop cursing. That's one of the things I say. Maybe they don't want to come on because I curse. But anybody who knows anybody, like a Marianne Williamson or an AOC and has any pull, that would be great. All right, guys, guys, guys. Yeah, ask another one of the squad. Maybe. Right. Maybe they will. If they see Greg Palast. They might think, oh, okay. Maybe she's somebody. Mm, I'm a nobody. But not, well, I am a somebody, but not a, I don't know what I am. I really don't know. I don't need an existential crisis right now. I've had enough. I, uh, I go through it approximately every 15 minutes. All right. You guys. I got to go. So we will meet back here tomorrow at 6 p.m. All right, guys. But in the meantime, remember what I say. It is true. We are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of democracy. We're on the right side of humanity. And we stick together. We win. It's another way of saying e pluribazunum. And we will win. Thank you, Richard. Super chat right under the wire. It matters. That matters. We will keep going. I do, I want to say, I know it sounds cheesy, but I do love you guys. I do. You get, you get me out of bed in the morning. I'm not even kidding. Ask Shannon. It's tough sometimes. All right, my friends, I will see you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here. My name is Tara Devlin. We stick together. We win. I'll see you tomorrow night.